This is episode 34 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gildner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Happy holidays. What a perfect day and time of year to host today's guest, Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of Irie Launch, a company focused on helping people launch into their next chapter after they've taken a break in their career. This is a time of year that so many people are considering their what's next in life. And Carol has all sorts of great advice and resources for you to tap into. And today, I'm celebrating my own relaunch, the launch of my new brand, The Soulful Evolution of Me. My new website, camigelner.com, went live today. It has been a beautiful journey leading up to this important milestone and evolution of my business. This is a reflection of many months and really probably actually many years of work of soul searching, of tuning into the signposts that have been showing up in my life, following the clues the universe has so generously put into my pathway, and weaving together the threads of my life stories and my life experiences. What I love about my new brand, it is simply me. But it took a lot of doing my own work to get to that simply me state. It's hard work. It takes time. It takes focusing. You've got to do the work. In our interview today, Carol talks about doing our inner work first, and I can't agree more. Carol and I share a lot of the same philosophies in how to move through change. Change is exhilarating and it's exciting, and change can be scary and vulnerable. I believe, and even experiencing in the relaunch of my new brand, when you do deep work of listening to your heart and your soul first, when you tune into what you value the most in life right now, today, when you tune into who you are and the gifts that you are meant to be bringing into the world, then change becomes grounded in a, in a different way of knowing. It's easier. And as we're moving into 2018, you might be thinking about change in your own life. And I have a couple of ways that could be really useful for you to set that kind of foundation of inner knowing in your own journey as you step into this new year. First, I want to extend an invite to my upcoming free visioning online workshop called Big Dreams and Bold Moves, which will be held on December 28th. Check it out on my website under the happenings tab. And then I'm also starting my six-month, my annual six-month group coaching program called Your Soulful Inspired, What's Next? Again, more details are on my website under the Happenings tab. And if you're feeling really ready to create your inspirational next phase of your life, I invite you to check it out. So let's dig in today's interview with Carol Fishman-Cohen. Carol is the CEO and co-founder of iRelaunch. As a leading expert in the field of career reentry space, Carol wrote the Harvard Business Review article, The 40-Year-Old Intern, about mid-career internships, and she's a regular contributor to HBR. Her TED Talk, which I highly recommend you watch, on relaunching careers has been viewed nearly 1.6 million times and is translated into 29 languages. 
Carol's the co-author, along with Vivian Steer-Rabin, of the Career Reentry Strategy book, Back on the Career Track, which has long been referred to as the Bible of Workplace Reentry. Carol's return to work at Bain Capital after 11 years out of the full-time workforce is documented in a Harvard Business School case study. Carol was named the 2017 Thinkers 50 Radar List of 30 Leading Management Thinkers and was shortlisted for the 2017 Thinkers 50 Distinguished Achievement Award in the Talent category. She received the 2017 Enterprising Woman Award from the Women's Enterprise Development Center and recently received the Society of Women's Engineers President's Award for co-founding the STEM Reentry Task Force. Her company, iRelaunch, was a finalist for the 2017 Mass TLC Building a Better Workforce Award. So you can see it's an impressive background that Carol brings to us today. Let's meet Carol Fishman-Cohen. Well, it's so great to have you on Extraordinary Women Radio today, Carol. Well, thanks, Cammie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is an important topic. There's so many people that I know who move through big changes in life, and this is a great, what you speak about relaunching, people returning to work after a break is something that so many of my tribe is going through. So I know they are really going to love your great wisdom that you bring to us today. Thank you. Yeah. So first of all, tell us a little bit about relaunchers. What are they? Who are they? I know that's a terminology that you use a lot in your work and your speaking and your book. Uh, so tell us a little bit about relaunchers. Right. So we call people who are transitioning from home or from some sort of career break role uh, back into the workforce relaunchers. And we call the process relaunching. And originally when I co-authored back on the career track, which came out 10 years ago in 2007. The subtitle referred to stay-at-home moms. And so initially we were focused on people who had taken intentional career breaks for childcare reasons. But since then, we've broadened the definition of who's a relauncher considerably uh, because Men also take career breaks for uh, childcare reasons, and women and men take career breaks for reasons that have nothing to do with childcare. It could be elder care or pursuing a personal interest or a personal health issue. And in the last few years, even more broadly, we are thinking about people who are non-traditional candidates altogether. So maybe retirees come out of retirement or expats repatriating uh, or veterans transitioning or, and, and also military spouses uh, transitioning after their uh, service members' uh, service end. So very broad look at who is in this category, but we call them relaunchers. I like that. I often refer to it as it's finding your what's next. And I think it's it can refer to so many different pathways and I love even that you're you're working with people who are coming back out of retirement because most of the people I know aren't really ready to retire. They're just really looking for their what's next and how do they go be engaged and act and, and, and active in in our in our world, if you will. So this that's a it's a really great thing that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting that these strategies that we talk about are also applicable to people who would consider themselves career transitioners who might have not 
might have taken a, a career break. And I guess I should also clarify that when we talk about career break, we're not talking about a maternity leave, for example, of a few months, but we're really talking about extended career breaks that can last for a number of years. I'd say the range is between one to over 20 years, uh, but you know, it clusters in the five to 15 year time frame. Right, right. Yes, I like that. And so you went through your own career reentry. Is that how that started? Yes, before, way before starting iRelaunch, I returned to work and, and was a relauncher myself. Uh, so I left the workforce back in February of 1990. Uh, I had been working for an investment bank called Drexel Burnham Lambert, and I was on maternity leave with my first child when Drexel collapsed. And so I didn't have a company to return to. And I knew that we wanted to have more kids and we ended up having three more kids in close succession. So I was kind of caught up in this whole cycle of, you know, childbearing for for about five years. And then um, when I had my fourth child, um, actually I had been doing some project work while I was having more kids. And then when my fourth child was born, I felt completely overwhelmed and left the paid workforce entirely and was out for another six years. And I went back to work in 2001 uh, here in Boston, that's where I'm based, uh, to Bain Capital, the investment firm, in part because there were ex-Drexel people working there who remembered me from the past. Right. So that was way back in 2001, uh, before anyone was talking about this. There were no programs. There was no media coverage. I didn't know a single other person who had returned to work uh, until I, I, I then met uh, Vivian Rabin, who co-authored Back on the Career Track with me. And we wrote that book later after I had left um, Bain capital, we got a book contract to write back on the career track. And uh, it came out in 2007. And that's the same year that we co-founded iRelaunch. Vivian uh, has five kids and she took a seven-year career break and was in investment banking and returned to executive search and co-founded the company with me. And uh, we we, uh, co-managed the company together until 2014 when she retired. And I've been leading the company on my own ever since that point. So what was it like when you were stepping back into the workforce after, you know, being out of it for several years, what was showing up for you? What were some of the, the emotions that you were feeling? What were some of the things that you were excited about? You were fearful about those sorts of things. Well, I remember in year nine of my 11-year career break that I had just taken on the presidency for my the PTO of my kids' school, mm-hmm. and it was a two-year term, and I remember thinking, I am really ready to go back to work. I have no, because this was back in 1999 now, two years before I actually relaunched, and I remember thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but when that PTO term is over... I'm going back to work. So I had that as sort of a deadline for myself. Okay. Uh, but what really kicked it off was I went to my 15-year business school reunion. And sometimes people feel mm. when they're not working, they're on career break, they're very hesitant to go to their reunions because they don't really have anything to, quote, report, you know, as far as work is concerned. And so, um, especially if it's a business school, very, you know, work-oriented type of graduate school program, um, then they don't show up, but that's exactly when you should show up. So um, I ended up having a conversation with a uh, 
classmate of mine, uh, and she had tur- had become a headhunter. And I said, you know, I've been on career break for for about ten years. It was about ten years at that point, and uh, I'm thinking about going back. And I think nine months later, she came back to me and she said, you know, something crossed my desk that I think is a perfect match with your skill set, and I think you should look at it. And I remember laughing about that, thinking, what skill set is she talking about? The one that she remembers <laughs> from back in 1983 when we were first years together? And that actually became a really important theme um, for us at, at Relaunch, this concept of being frozen in time. Um, so the idea that when you get in touch with people from the past, people with whom you work or went to school, they remember you as you were. So getting back to your question, you know, when you're on extended career break and you have so much of your identity tied up into what your work identity was, and then you're apart from that for a long period of time, you feel very professionally disconnected and it can lead to a diminished sense of self. And people get a affected by this in different ways, but generally um, it manifests itself in this incredible loss of confidence. Even if you had been successful or senior in your pre-career break career, uh, over time you tend to to have that diminished sense of self and you become less confident. So, So that's an underlying theme. But the other piece was I, I didn't really give much thought to what I should be doing. I just naturally thought I'm going back to doing what I did before, which was being a financial analyst. And that was actually a mistake. That was a lesson learned. So um, I I was focused mostly on how do I update my skills? How do I find out what's going on in the business and finance world now when I've been completely out of it? And how do I reinvigorate my network? Oh, I love this because a lot of the work that I do is helping people. I I get a lot of people coming to me saying, you know, I I know something's next for me, but I don't know what that is. And I'm trying to figure it out. And so they are in this space of tuning in and going, where do I go? And there's that, you know, all these emotions that you're talking about, the gosh, the the self-confidence, the, the, curiosity, the, um, the lack of clarity on what they want to do. And I think a lot of times if, if, you, if you can turn it on its head and, and what I do in my work is I help people tune into who they are at their very essence and their gifts might apply in a way that is entirely different from what they used to do. But there's threads of it, right? I mean, there's still threads of it that 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 lit them up, that they're pulling forward, and they and they end up going into an entirely different track, kind of like what you've done, where you you went and you launched a company, and um, so I think there's so much to so much benefit and good things that can happen by by pausing and making those kinds of questions of yourself. What might I do with myself? Right. It's interesting you bring this up um, with people who are, you know, looking for their for their next their encore, their next step, um, because it, it is equally true of relaunchers, people who are coming off of a career break, um, and we find that they fall into three categories. First, it might be that they find they were on the right career path to begin with, and mm-hmm. those are very fortunate that they were on the right career path to begin with because they end up relaunching in pretty much exactly what they were doing before. It was perfect. They loved it. Um, There are other people for whom the career break is really a gift because it's the first time they allow themselves to step back and reflect on whether they were on the right career path to begin with. They have space, right? I mean, they actually get space that they didn't have before. 
Yeah, because as you know, you know, when people are working, they're just like pedal to the metal and they're mm-hmm. just really um, in, in involved in their work and they don't allow themselves that perspective. And so some people find they were not on the right career path to begin with. They, you know, like many of us, right out of school, you might just fall into something without exactly. a lot of strategy. And if you take a second job in the same field, the next thing you know, you have a career and then you're just moving along in your career. And then there are other people who feel like they were fulfilling someone else's expectations, like their parents or, or someone influential. Um, so though, though people in that category are relaunching in an entirely new direction, sometimes at a more of an entry level, which may mean they even take less compensation when they come back. And we can talk about that separately. And then there's that group in the middle that might feel, you know, I did like what I was doing before, but maybe there was something um, about that job like I was traveling 50% of the time or 24-7 accountability, that is no longer compatible with my life stage. So I might do something related to what I did before, but maybe, for example, not requiring travel. Right. Right. So they're getting clear on their values of what's their values have probably shifted over that time and 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 getting clear about what kinds of lifestyle they want to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what exactly. how do you take people through that? What are some of the things so, you do? In back on the career track, we we created this, and, and now we have a new updated multimedia version of the book, and we call it Roadmap, and it's all online. Nice. But go through this process of what we call um, the job building blocks worksheet. So we want people to uh, examine each of their prior significant work and volunteer experiences and break them into components and identify those components that they love the most and are best at, and then extract them. So if they go through each of these prior work and volunteer experiences and extract those uh, best components, they will end up with a pile of them. And then they need to build back up a career path for themselves. So for example, in the job that I was doing at Bain Capital, I was doing the spreadsheet analysis. I was meeting with company management. I was doing business writing, writing up the investment opinion. I was doing presenting, presenting the investment opinion. And I realized over time that I love the business writing piece and the presenting piece and the meeting with management. And I wasn't so keen anymore about that solitary uh, spreadsheet analysis piece, something that I had excelled at and loved doing before my career break. So if I was doing this exercise, I would have left that spreadsheet analysis piece on the table and extracted the other three. Right, And then people can build back up that new career path for themselves, either on their own or, or with a trusted group of friends or with a career coach, uh, and, and, and then figure out what their options are. And then at the same time, kind of overlaid on this is something that we call the three C's, which I think crosses over into what you're calling values. We, the three C's stand for control, content, and compensation. So control is really control over your schedule. Um, you know, do you want to work a reduced schedule in the summer? Do you, are you perfectly happy to take a full-time job, but you want some room around the edges to train for a marathon? Uh, you know, do you want to work non-traditional hours, pick up your kids at three and then have time off and then get back on later in the evening, working from home? Uh, that's very, that's a very personal thing. Um, content is, what you do on the job and by extension to people with whom you work. And then there's compensation. You know, am I going to get paid fairly or what I'm worth for the work that I do? So we say in order to get back on the career track, you shouldn't have to trade more than one C. 
Um, and you shouldn't need ha have to trade that one C, namely compensation forever. So like we might see people say, I'm going to trade compensation for control. I'm going to take less money than I think is fair or that I'm worth in order to get the schedule that I want. Right. And then, you know, we might see someone else make up that compensation piece over time because later the kids are older and then they can work more. And then, you know, maybe they were consulting and now they take on a full-time job for one of their clients or they have a business that becomes successful. So we see people make up that compensation piece over time. I, I love this. And I love the model that you're using. And, it's, and it's, I'm smiling as you're explaining it because there's so many similarities that the stories of the, uh, the, the, the projects, the work that you like the most and which ones, you know, do you want to make sure you carry for which ones do you want to leave behind? I think of even my own, I was a VP of marketing for many, many years. And what I discovered was it wasn't the marketing that, that I loved. What I loved was the people part of it, which, you know, mm. opened up the doorway for me to really take my people skills into a different realm and, and, and move into the work that I do today. So that reinvention of using the stories, using our values. And I love your three C's. Those are fantastic. Um, so those, those are, I'll have to go check those out. Are th those are out on your website. Is that true? Well, or some know, of them, some of them are on the website or in our blog posts. Um, and also of course they're in back on the career track, which even though the book is 10 years old, people still consider it the Bible of career reentry. And so it's still briskly selling. And then we also have it as part of roadmap. Nice. I'll have to get that and, and um, share that with some of my clients because there's so many of them going down that very track. So I love this. I totally love this. So you are now known around the world for this work, right? So you've built a, this company, Ivy Launchers. You've written a book on the, that we've talked about, the Back on the Career Track. You've done a TED Talk on the subject. What are you most proud of? And what's the most courageous thing you've done since you set out on this journey to help people back into the workforce? Well, I'm probably most proud of relaunching my own career <laughs> in the first place. Yes, you know, exactly, in, right? <laughs> I get in that. 2001, you know, looking back on it, it was a really hard thing to do. And I didn't have any sort of, you know, I felt kind of isolated and um, without any sort of a guideline. That's one of the reasons that Vivian and I wrote back on the career track was to provide that guidebook that we didn't have and also um, to, create a community where people didn't feel isolated anymore. So um, I guess, you know, an, an, another big piece of what we're done, what we're doing that I'm so excited about is, first of all, our community is over 48,000 people now. That's so amazing. that's really exciting. And when we have our events and our flagship event is the Ivy Lunch Return to Work Conference, which we've run 21 times since 2008 and have had over 6,000 people come just to that one event. We've had over 35,000 people come to another over 260 presentations wow. and programs that we've run. But when people come into the room and we run this conference every year uh, in New York at Columbia uh, in the fall, and we run it at Stanford um, in the spring. And at Columbia, we have 600 people in the room and uh, Stanford, we have 400 people in the room only because those are the room capacities and we sell out every year. Mm -hmm. But people walk in and they say, they have this feeling of relief when they walk in the room wow, there are so many other people here just mm. like me. 
Whereas before they might just know a person here or a person there, but largely feel isolated in this journey. So um, providing that community and we have Facebook groups and we, we have, um, we helped the lean Cheryl Sandberg's lean in organization, create lean in return to work. There are return to work, lean in circles. So all of these ways of providing community and allowing people to go through this process together instead of by themselves is something that we're hugely proud of. So that's on the individual side. On the corporate side, we we feel like we've had a, a central role in uh, bringing this whole concept of formal career reentry programs to employers and talking about why the relauncher demographic is so desirable for them to seek out um, as a talent pool. Well, talk uh, to so us a little bit about that. Tell us, tell us about the employer's perspective. What is it that they need to know and be considering? Because we get a lot of people who are in the corporate world listening to this. So what should employers be thinking about? So when you think about relaunchers, think about their life stage. Um, so if the company is connecting with someone, for example, who's coming off of a career break for childcare reasons, that person is unlikely to have maternity leave or fewer or no maternity leaves going forward. They've done that already. That's why they were on career break. Um, mm. they're, they're in a more settled time of life, fewer spousal or partner job relocations. Uh, they have great work experience. They have a mature perspective mm-hmm. uh, and this energy and enthusiasm about returning to work because they are coming off of a career break. And yes. I can tell you myself, I, I remember this vividly, that in that year nine of my 11-year career break, I, was, I just knew I was ready. I, I just thought I need to have work back in my life. And we, we say it's important to discuss discuss with your family. This is not a rejection of your life at home with them if you're taking a career break for childcare reasons, but it's more an opportunity to put a part of yourself that you put on the back burner for a while front and center. And, right. and that is, it's important to recognize that. Um, but also you have this chomping at the bit enthusiasm when you are a relauncher who's been out of the workforce for a long right. time. It's like, That's, you can't wait to get back to work. I can totally get that. That's it's, it's knowing that there's just a whole different level of energy that people are bringing back into the workplace because there's so much enthusiasm versus if they had just been there for, you know, been, and been at it for the last 20 years. Exactly. Nice. So and it's, it's interesting when you um, bring a person onto a team who's coming off a career break, um, the companies will report that they inject sort of a different um, flavor of, you know, being at work. It's really great for the, for the mix in, in terms of working teams. Okay. Very good. So talk to us a little bit about people coming back in. What are some of the most important steps people on a career break need to take when they want to return to work? So they've got this idea, they're starting to think about it. And what would you, what would you advise them? So the most important thing is they have to figure out exactly what they want to do all over again. So mm-hmm. essentially, they have to do this brand new career assessment. And it, it involves what we were talking about earlier with the job building job um, building blocks worksheet and the uh, three C's. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
they need to take the time to reflect on this. A lot of people want to j- dive right into, let's get the resume you know, going. I'm going to start um, you know, trying to talk to people. But in order to know what to say to people, uh, you have to have this clarity on exactly told- what your career goals are. It's so funny. I just wrote down the word clarity. I do it. I have a quiz on my, my website that is your next bold move. And that's the first first step is the clarity piece, right? It's, it's the, yeah, sounds it's, like it's very relevant. For <laughs> right. And it's, and it is so true because so many people are in, you know, and I think in our society in general, we're goal, we're, we, we like to set goals, right? It's like, okay, let's go make this many appointments, talk to this many people. And that first work, that inner work of finding that clarity of what you really want to do is so, so important. Exactly. And it drives the entire rest of your relaunch. So mm-hmm. um, we say, don't skip that step. And uh, it's it's a hard step because right. you really have to spend some time on it. But once you get that clarity, then you can decide, first of all, um, for some of our technical relaunchers, engineers or, or IT professionals, it's possible they may need to go through some formal um coursework mm-hmm. or uh, maybe get some get recertified. So for example, we had a manufacturing engineer who wanted to go back into quality engineering and every job description she looked at required either lean or six sigma certification. So she knew before she could even be considered a serious candidate, she had to take one of these courses right. um, which involved you know a manufacturing map study and course you know it's class classroom work. And it was it was quite an experience, and she had to spend money on um, investing in that course. But that was a necessary step. Um, you know, in my case, I and and this was in part because there were no programs out there um, like there are now. We can talk about some of the corporate reentry programs that involve internships or internship-like experiences that are for mid-career professionals. But I remember looking at all my old finance books and looking at old deals that I had worked on when I was in investment banking and getting in touch with my uh, former colleagues and asking them if I could just grill them on every acronym I had heard and what all these <laughs> new financial instruments now and how do they work and why don't we do use the old ones anymore. And then I had to do something as basic as reading the Wall Street Journal. Right. I had to read the Wall Street Journal for cover to cover for a good six months before I felt like I really had a handle on what was going on in the business world again. I, I was listening to your TED Talk this morning, and that was one of the things you talked about. It's like if a company might have gone out of business four years ago and you didn't know it, and, and you wanted to know that. <laughs> Well, not only did I want to know it just from my own knowledge, but I was afraid I was going to start talking in an interview about some company that didn't exist anymore. So right. I didn't know it for that reason too. Well, and I think it's just the way we, the way our business world shifts and changes so much so quickly. You do need to do that work. You do need to do the, the, the studying and the, the understanding what's happening in that space. So I love that. Okay. So what other steps do you encourage then? Okay, so um, you have clarity on what on what your career goals are. You have to decide whether you need to update skills formally or informally. Um, 
you need to reinvigorate your network. So you need to start getting back in touch with people from the past. Mm-hmm. We say LinkedIn is a gift to relaunchers because first of all, it allows us to, to find all these long lost people from the past Absolutely. that we might have lost touch with, especially you know, if we've been on a very long career break. And secondly, LinkedIn gives us a low key way of getting back in touch with people. So you can ask them if they uh, you know, want to connect with you. And then we recommend if the person says yes. And lots of times people will say, well, what if they don't remember me? Or what if they're <laughs> mad that we haven't been in touch for a long time? And we always say, just err on the side of getting in touch with them. And I want to say 100% of the time, people are so surprised because they're like, oh, they responded. They were so happy to hear back from me. And that's usually what happens. But then you have this opportunity because you have their contact information to email them and make a request and say, I have been out of the It's Hey, Jim, it's great to be back in touch with you. I've been on career break for the last 10 years and I'm in information gathering mode. You want to put that out there right at the beginning because you don't want Jim to think, oh no, I bet you know, she's Carol looking for a job. Maybe she just wants me to help her get a job. So you want to establish early on you're in information gathering mode and then ask a question. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get informed again um, in the most effective and efficient way. Who do you think are the best experts in our field right now? Who do you follow? What books are you reading? Which websites and mailing lists are you on? And that's a very easy question for them to answer. And it sort of helps reestablish the relationship. And then another question you can ask them is, would you mind if I gave you a call for 15 or 20 minutes? Would you be able to walk me through some of the changes in the industry that have happened over the last 10 years? Or would you mind walking me through your own career path and some of the decisions that you've made along the way that would help inform my job search? So these are ways where through starting with LinkedIn, following up with an email in a very um, low-key way, you can reconnect with people without putting them on the spot about your job search. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. So there's one more thing. So, okay. so you're reinvigorating networks. You're getting back in touch with people with, um, with whom you worked or went to school. But the other thing that you must do is you have to get out of the house. So a lot <laughs> of people, well, I mean, it's yes. this is actually a big issue. A lot of people feel like they have put in a good day if they have been researching companies online and applying. And that can be part of what you're doing for sure. It should be, but it can't be the only thing because if you don't get out of the house and we, I can give you examples like go to Toastmasters or go to university lecture series or go to uh, social or political events or community organizing events where you're having conversations with other people and you can ask them what they do and then they'll ask you what you do and you can talk about what you're interested in doing. And that's a whole separate piece of getting used to telling your story in a succinct way and practicing and how that helps you build confidence. But that's the other piece is, is the getting out of the house and having conversations with people. I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit more about iRelaunch and just what you're focused on now, what some of your big initiatives are for 2018. Um, so tell us just a little bit about you. Sure. So um, I referred earlier to employers engaging with relaunchers, but I didn't really give a lot of detail in terms Mm -hmm. of how they engage. Right. So one of the uh, one of the initiatives that we work on that's I I would say our most important work because we work with companies individually, and we also work with groups of companies to help them 
introduce and implement career reentry programs, formal programs um, to bring people back to the workforce. And many of these involve an internship-like experience, even though we might not call them internships. It could be a contract role or a temp role or a special project, but some sort of short-term opportunity where the employer can test out the working relationship with the relauncher before making the hiring decision. Because some employers attach risk to hiring relaunchers because they've been on career break and they don't know what their, what their ramp up is gonna be and what they're gonna be like once they're back on the job. So we say, don't reject these high caliber people out of hand because they've been out of the workforce. Instead, engage them in some sort of a short-term opportunity. And that will be a low risk way for you to make a hire decision or not have to make a hiring decision until that internship or contract period is over. And then you can do so knowing that you've um, been able to see the person actually work as opposed to being in an interview. You get and to so, experience them. Yes. So we have really built out that concept um, and work with individual companies to help them start these programs. We have a big initiative with the Society of Women Engineers, where we have 14 um, huge companies like IBM and General Motors and, and more um, that are piloting re-entry internship programs for returning technical professionals in the first year and then growing their programs across business lines domestically and internationally. And by the end of that, we're at the year, we have about two, nearly 200 people in these, uh, one of these uh, company return to work programs or another. And the hiring rates are between 60% and 100%, actually 89% on a weighted average basis. These programs are working beautifully in terms of uh, transitioning people back in. And we also work with the Wall Street firms mainly through our Irene Lunch Return to Work conferences. They're heavily sponsored by uh, Wall Street firms on the East Coast. And um, the Wall Street sector is probably the most progressive sector in terms of having the most return to work internship programs. And so those hiring rates are between 50% to over 90% of people in those programs get hired when the program is over. So we're very encouraged by those numbers and we're working really hard to bring that model to um, additional sectors besides um, finance and tech. That's great. That's such good, good work that you're doing in the world. And when are your events again, your two big events, the New York and Boston, you said? Yeah. So um, the next one we are having is our West Coast. Um, uh, I relaunch Return to Work Conference. It's our 22nd conference. We'll have it at Stanford University. Uh, and that's going to be on May 1st, 2018. Mm -hmm. And then um, next October, October 4th, uh, we will have our 23rd conference at Columbia University in New York. Nice, nice, nice. And they can find this on your website? Yes, go to irelaunch.com. Um, and so, so I guess, uh, so that's what we're doing in terms of working with employers. Um, the other thing that we've done is that we have this roadmap product that we, that is relatively new where it's, um, it's self-paced and people can take themselves through five phases of returning to work. And there are podcasts and webcasts and, uh, articles to read and worksheets to fill out, and they're all organized around these stages of relaunching. And so that's been another great resource for people. Mm -hmm. And in addition, we have not only do we have like 
a regular Facebook page where I think we have about, we just crossed over 10,000 people on that page, but we have a private Facebook group where we've had 1,900 people sign up for it in the last six months. And it's a very active, vibrant group of relaunchers who are uh, exchanging resources and ideas with each other and supporting each other. We also have our iRelaunch coaches that weigh in on that site and I, I weigh in myself. So that's another place where people can um, get information and access to tools and resources on the individual side. Oh, that's great. And I'm going to get those and those will be posted on our, on the page when, when your podcast goes live so that people can, you know, just click through those really easily. And I I think I'll actually put it on my client site because I think that um, my clients could, there's just so many of my clients that would like that sort of thing. So I will do that. Thank you. And the the last resource is we do have our own podcast. Um, it's called Three Two One I Relaunch, and it's strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after a career break. So that might be something else that would be a good resource for you. Oh, start. great! Very good, very good. So, what three pearls of wisdom would you like to leave our audience today? You've given us already so much, but go ahead and <laughs> I'm going to open okay, that up so I might for you. Be recapping a few of the things that I said, but number one, you have to figure out exactly what you want to do as your first step. Number two, you need to get out of the house um, and make sure that you are having conversations with lots of different people in lots of different contexts. And then I'd say on number three, um, for the employers, that the return to work pool is a high caliber uh, talent pool that 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 they should be tapping just like any other high caliber talent pool. Uh, you want to skim the the best of the best um, right. um, off of, of every talent pool, and this is one. Uh, and a great way to engage with people who are returning after a career break is through some sort of short term role or temporary assignment. Yes, I like that. I love all the good wisdom that you brought to it, and I'm sure some people will be going out to your site and checking it out. And um, thank you so much for being with us today, Carol. Well, thanks, Cami. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CamiGellner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.